Welcome and get ready to raise a swill for this special episode. A date which will live in infamy. Coming to you from the Thirsty Beaver Saloon in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's that time. You know what the best part of my day is? Time to celebrate the 100th episode. I've seen it a hundred times. Of Good Swill Hunting. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, 100 episodes burr, 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 burr. of Good Swill Hunting. Welcome, 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 welcome. We're so glad you're joining us. Got the nice ambiance of the jukebox behind us, because guess where we are? The Thirsty Beaver. We're at the Thirsty Beaver. You heard it there in the open, our special 100th episode open. I, I can't believe, I'm, I'm in shock that we were, we've been able to pull off 100 episodes of this podcast uh, and even more so, I- I'm in disbelief that we're sitting in the Thirsty Beaver recording a podcast right iconic, now. Iconic, iconic Charlotte. Beyond iconic. Yeah. And iconic sh- Charlotte uh, dive bar. I-, I think we've been chattering about doing a podcast here for probably two years. Um, and, you know, th- this this is a treasure. Uh, of Charlotte, and I, I was just looking at an article. This oh, it's been featured in like multiple magazines. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, you just have to just Google "Thirsty Beaver, Charlotte, North Carolina." And, Do you and think that's how Mick Jagger found it? I don't. It, it's they're in some pretty upscale magazines too, as yeah. as, as, as yeah. you know, some places you got to go go visit when you travel to Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and and we'll get into the why. This place has a really cool story, and uh, I, I really had to track these guys down to get. I guess we'll call it permission to record here, um, but uh, but yeah, um, per- permission was a mission. Yeah, yeah, permission was a mission, and uh, we got folks coming in and out of here, enjoying this place on a Saturday, and it's just really cool to see. And now it's like uh, we have it all to ourselves. Yeah, we do. This is awesome. <laughs> well, welcome, welcome to our 100th episode. This is a uh, uh, an incredible milestone. But let's just start with, uh, you know. I think it's so fitting that we're doing our 100th episode here at the Thirsty Beaver because, you know, I, when it comes to cheap swill, this place... Where else are you going to do it? Where else are you going to do it? Where else are you going to do it? I mean, just, Rick, touch on the prices of the beer here real quick. I mean, well, a high life's $2. $2 a $2 bottle. $2 for a high life. Yeah. And, and I pre-gamed with a couple of cans of hams here. Which we've reviewed on uh, Good Swill Hunting. Correct. Yeah, yeah we and were drinking hams waiting for you to show and up. I think, I think those were 4 bucks a piece. Yeah. 4 bucks a piece. For the tall cans. It, I, I got a Blue Moon here the other day, and it was $4, which that's really cheap, and, you know, because Blue Moon to me is fancy beer. I'd, yeah. I, I would pay probably 5 to $6 for a Blue Moon. Yeah, especially su- when it comes with the orange on there. Oh, Oh yeah, and you gotta love Thirsty Beaver. They they gave me the bottle of Blue Moon and and just shoved an orange in the top of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't a glass. We're not wasting anything. a glass on this shit, bro. <laughs> not wasting a glass on this shit, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I think the only glasses they have in here are for their cocktails because they still have a full bar too. Oh yeah, yeah. Abso- oh, yeah. yeah that's absolutely. I think that's exactly why they have glasses. Um, I, I think we do need to kind of. I, they, everybody can look up the Thirsty Beaver and what's like amazing about it. But for our listeners, you know, if you haven't been to Charlotte, North Carolina, or, or you know, don't know anybody who lives here, there there is an awesome story behind this bar. Not only is it the vibe and the people who have come here and the bands that have played here, uh, the beer they serve, the the ambiance, a very storied history. Oh my gosh! But um, they really, really planted a flag here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I watched that happen when I was delivering mail here in Plaza Midwood. Yeah. I watched the whole thing unfold. It was and crazy. You guys correct me on this story or add to it or whatever, but basically, you know, Charlotte, like many cities across the United States, have, have been dealing with growth um, slash gentrification. And the, the Thirsty Beaver is in a neighborhood called Plaza Midwood in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, if you, everybody always says, if you've ever seen the movie Up, well, it's kind of it's you know similar to that except for the balloons, but basically the Thirsty Beaver fought the corporate development around here. Well, they held out. They held out. They did w- not want to sell, no matter they, how much millions of dollars they were offered. They, they did would, not. Sell. They would not sell yep. this 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 hole in the wall bar, and so they did. Uh, the corporations were able to get the land basically on what 180 degrees around the bar. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if you look at it. You've got this really fancy apartment complex that literally just decided just say, hey, well, fine. We're going to build right We're around We're just going to build around you. So it's almost like the courtyard of this place is the Thirsty Beaver. I love it. <laughs> but, like, but, like, don't get me wrong. 
like it 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 created a lot of news, a lot of drama in Plaza Midwood for years while it was going down. Like I said, I delivered mail over here during the time yeah. that was happening, and I watched them build the building around this little place because <laughs> literally the last stop on my mail route was across the street at Moo and Brew. Yeah. Um, so I watched every day the progress of this going down over here, and but now. It's like, okay, if I live in these apartments, this is my bar, <laughs> basically, in the lobby of my apartments. It's like, a selling point. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> who wouldn't want to have the Thirsty Beaver on the ground floor oh of their God. apartment uh, complex? I, I, I don't think... I, it's like they, they are... complain. The corporations are complaining in quotes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I would, I would have a part-time job here. Uh, as a bartender, if I, I think that'd be apartments. pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, actually, yeah. The, the bartenders here are seriously the coolest bartenders. Uh, like they're awesome, awesome people. And, you know, and right now they're playing rock and roll, but they have some of the coolest old country on that jukebox. Well, and the whole place is just decked out on the inside here with lots of memorabilia from country music days. They play hee haw on the TV twenty four seven three sixty five. There's one TV with some sports <laughs> on it right now, but tons of whaling stuff and Willie Nelson stuff, man. Yep. It, 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 it's when I came here the other day to get permission from them. I I just wanted to stay here because it feels like it, it feels like home, like you're in like a comfy, cozy basement and just exactly. enjoying a beer. I would and, I would have cushions on these chairs oh, if I was in my comfy, cozy basement. But absolutely, sure. Um, th- this is by far the coolest place to get to record a podcast oh without a doubt I, I, without a I doubt mean, uh they don't tell them but they could have charged me and i would have paid you know probably a few hundred dollars to charge to record a podcast here yeah uh but but you know this place but they're not they're not like that and i think that they're just so down to earth and and matt you're right i mean you could just you could spend hours just like reading what's on the walls and looking at what they have oh and, yeah and rick and i were talking about they probably have you know six figures and and like amazing classic beer signs oh, yeah. in here yep. uh, they've got a schlitz sign um with the barrel like Spinning turning around over it and like the signs work yeah like they're old yeah uh, the old milwaukee clock on the wall still works the I'm, old gross clock on the wall still works the hams up here's got the river running yeah right above our head yeah um and we are of course uh popping the top to one of their uh specials here their 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 go-to's which is miller high life oh shit you guys already started i didn't oh yeah man yeah champagne Uh, of beers baby champagne of beers so yeah, Miller High Life is one that we've talked about reviewing and doing multiple times. Well, I'll toast one of the and, pretty uh, girl that just walked out the door. Yeah, she was cute. Um, and, yeah, you get all generations coming in here, all sorts of people, all walks of life. And we were talking about the music aspect, um, but Mark and Brian, I believe, are the owners of the Thirsty Beaver. And uh, I met Mark, and uh, Mark has a band called the Loose Lug Nuts, and they play here, and he he, he, he plays Waylon and... I like a cover some, band. Yeah, they play yeah. all sorts of country and uh, oh, country cool. western. And I requested, you know, some Dwight Yoakam. He played Dwight Yoakam for me. And nice. And uh, they just these dudes, and they've got a couple other uh, businesses here in Charlotte. The Tipsy Burrow, which looks like Tipsy Burrito. Oh, and that's the, right across uh, the street from that restaurant. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Loopies. Loopies. Yeah, and yep. then they also own the Rat's Nest as well. That's the only place in town there I found uh, Cincinnati chili. Yeah, but this place is so like they have such a following. Um, it's uh, it's kind of funny this phrase, but this sentence. But they have such a following. It's completely empty here right now on a Saturday, you know. But I know that they're doing some type of concert at their um, their restaurant, the borough, the borough. Yeah, and uh, and that's why this place is empty. I think because all the people who come here to Thirsty Beaver, they know that that's going on over there. On yeah, just probably you know a half mile away from here. And so they're going to go there and watch some music and enjoy that. And, this and they have live music, I think, here tomorrow. Yeah. I've seen on their Instagram. I know. This place is tiny, and they, yeah. and they get abandoned here. And they've gotten some legends in here. Uh, Mick Jagger visited here. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. Um, but, it, it, I mean, what are you guys, what are your memories of the Thirsty Beaver? I just remember the first time coming here, seeing the place, surrounded by a condominium, and thinking to my God, so... That is awesome. And then you walk in the door and you're hit with all the memorabilia. And then you see the bras hanging above the door. <laughs> the bra. I, how did I know he, Matt he, was going to bring up the bras? Yeah. Well, you know. The very large clusters of bras. And, and a lot of them from when before I was born. Yeah. 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 
1975. Because the dates are written on them. (laughs) Yeah. The oldest one I've seen so far is 1975. The newest one I've seen is 2022. What is the story on the bras? Are they bras that were thrown during like, uh, like live performances? Or I, people just get shitty drunk and leave their bra here? I, I want to believe the latter. Okay. Because I like that in a girl. Yeah. Uh, Condé Nast Traveler. Like, these are some classy kind oh, of Oh, it's traveling. been in travel and yeah. luxury and Condé Nast. I mean, yeah, huge write-ups on this place. They say, uh, so who comes to this place? From regulars and motorcycle wear to newcomers and sperries. This place is beloved by everyone. Uh, first impression from this uh, magazine, they said... The Thirsty Beaver Saloon is a stalwart reminder of an earlier era of drinking. Completely engulfed by gleaming new apartments, the small, dimly lit dive is anything but fancy, with bras hanging <laughs> above the doorway, a few I feel tables, you, Nast. <laughs> a jukebox. <Condé> nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Vintage country music posters and neon beer signs. Head to the back, and you'll find a lounge with a pool table. If you're looking for exposed brick greenery and craft cocktails, this isn't your spot. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> and did the staff do you right is the question. Don't expect overly attentive table service when you arrive. This is a dive bar after all. But you know what? I, I will tell you, if, if you start up a conversation with the bartenders here, they're super cool. They're yeah, really friendly. Yeah. They're just like, they're not kissing your ass here. Yeah. And, and that's just the truth. And I like that. Ditto. Yeah, absolutely. So we're popping the top two Miller High Life. I mean, I couldn't think of a more legendary uh, champagne of beers to open up for our 100th. And we're also going to be doing Banquet this episode. I mean, double feature, baby. 100th episode, you've got to do two beers. Double feature. What do we know about Miller High Life? Uh, This is, uh, you know, everybody knows this beer. And I think it, I've heard people kind of diss this beer, but I've had it before. And I don't think it's that bad. I, I, I love it. And um, when I came on the podcast, I was still kind of flabbergasted that you guys never did High Life. I was kind of hurt by it because, like, it's one of my favorite go-to cheap beers. Like, every year during the holidays, (laughs) I get the big old champagne bottle size of it that they put out for Christmas and New Year's. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hardcore, you know, High Life uh, fan I, I, I and then like when you guys said oh we've never reviewed high life i was like what what's going on i man? know just like paps which uh, we've done hams though that's one of their go-tos here at the beaver yeah 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 but i got a little bit of info on it if you want me yeah. to or do you want to get into no. first sips or no. what do you want to do uh, let's go ahead and run first sips and then we'll uh we'll talk about our our beer here all right it's time for first sip impressions have a business and want to make a good impression advertise with us like a lot of beer we try it won't cost you much. Just shoot us an email at goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. All right. So my first sip impression, which it is not my first sip of Miller High Life, but it's to me, it's I, I like it better than Pabst. I think it's it's a, it's a little smoother, uh, easy drinking beer. Um, I don't I don't know what there is really to not like about this beer. It's to me, it's. It's right up there with the best of, of, of you know, American lagers. And, uh, I they like use very one. subtle uh, Pacific Northwest hops in it, so yeah. you don't get an overly hoppy flavor no. from it at all. Uh, yeah, super you, crushable. Yeah, this is def- – and, and, you know, we're day drinking this thing, and that's what I think it's for. Yeah, I, I, I would, like Rick said, totally crush these. And I think it's clean, it's crisp, um, it's not too heavy on the tongue. I mean, it's got those – Tiny bubbles, and it kind of looks like champagne in this clear beer bottle. Oh, I got, I got all the, I got uh, all the deets okay, on okay. that, man. Well, I got all the deets on tell that. Tell us, tell us. Yeah, I got all the deets on that. Yeah. So, yeah. Why is? I mean, why is it in a clear bottle? Why is it called the champagne of beers? And and uh, you know. All right. Yeah. So we got um, <laughs> Miller Brewing Company was founded in 1855 by Frederick Miller, who immigrated from Germany. Okay. When he immigrated from Germany, he brought a proprietary yeast strain with him from Germany. Proprietary. Yes. Um, so High Life was introduced in 1903 as the champagne of bottled beer uh, and advertised with the iconic girl on the moon in 1907. That's when they added the, the girl on the moon. Um, okay. 
It's she's, been I bet served she's cold. in the same. <laughs> it's been served in the same iconic clear bottle since 1903. Oh. Okay. Got its name because of its high level of carbonation and clear color, it is similar bubbly. to that of champagne. Ah, it is so very bubbly. That's where it gets that from. It's, it's okay. a little bit over-carbonated, so that's where it gets the name from. Uh, Molson Coors uh, acquired the, the, the brand in 2016, and then since 2017, Miller High Life has enjoyed a steady and swift comeback as a beer drinkers as beer drinkers are connecting with the less expensive and easy drinking alternative to craft beers and bars and stores across the US. I tell you these 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 beers are coming back and I think that's uh, speaks to the purpose of our podcast as these cheaper beers become more popular um, because they're their nostalgia or even their taste, you know. We'll get to them and tell you if you should try them and uh, these big ones, these classic ones, you, I feel like you can't really go wrong with them. You know, for a time in Utah where you could only buy beer at the liquor store and uh-huh. it was always warm, I would buy cases of Miller, Life, Miller High Life. Um, and at the time, they were doing some kind of promotion where you had to go to the website, put in your code and yeah. stuff like that. And, of course, I amassed all these points and I, <laughs> I never used them on anything and they expired. But I drank Aww. the crap out of this stuff. When I couldn't make the drive to Idaho to get Ice House because that's true, Ice House at the liquor store was eighty-five cents a can. Didn't matter if you were buying ten or a hundred. Wow, you're going to pay eighty-five cents a can. If I drove one hundred and fifty-five miles to the north, well, I could get yeah. five, six cases, and I'd be set for a while. And uh, I think a twelve-pack of this is only nine ninety-nine. A twelve-pack, so they're less than a oh dollar a beer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's. I mean, yeah, you're paying nine ninety-nine for. Six packs, like that's your base price yeah. for six packs of everything else. Yeah, I believe um, a twelve pack of High Life is nine ninety nine. And, and this is like tastes just as good as like just Miller Lite and all those, you know. Yeah, um, I'm, a little I bit more full bodied. It, it is uh, it than is. than Miller Lite. But it's like you're kind of getting more for your money. Yeah, on yeah. that. No, but I guess you know people got to watch their their figure. You know? Hey, I like full bodies. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> and believe it or not, there was actually a High Life Light at one time, and it was discontinued. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't know there was a light version. Yeah, there was actually a hey, high life light. How are you doing? Got some, cheers. Got some, cheers. Um, so, <laughs> got some, our first uh, guests here since uh, the last guest left. Three fellows coming in here, um, but uh, they look like they're they look like they're here to enjoy the beaver. Um, so. Um, who does not? Who doesn't like a good beaver? I know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys fought for that one. Rick and I have the high, <laughs> we have the hive mind. <laughs> hey, she's back. Um, we noticed you left earlier. <laughs> she's trying to get away from you, man. I know, right? Yeah, creeper. Uh, yeah. Hey, you guys, you guys made it creepy. Okay, I was just being nice. Um, we're right at the front door of the, of the bar. It's about the beer, so, not the broads, Blaine. Know, yeah. Well, you know, this, we're in a place where they got broads hanging up uh, <laughs> on the thing. So, all right, let's. Uh, um, I'm gonna wait to do our last call until we try banquet as well. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, I, I kind of want to reflect on a hundred episodes real quick. I mean, Rick, you've been with us for season four, and uh, you know this. Um, has been quite a mission. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of what I'm amazed at is the first few seasons we had a we started to run out of cheap beer, and then um, season three had had its own challenges because our host left us. Who? Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I have no memory of it. But anyway, um, but I will say I w- I have to give credit to John, um, our original host. I will say his name because he he. This, he, he, this was his uh, brainchild, and, and he and I, you know, helped make this thing a reality to, you know, try cheap beer and, and review it and talk about it and have a good time just doing it. And uh, so on our 100th episode, I want to give him credit for, you know, starting this thing. But then he just abandoned us and left us out in the cold. Yeah, he told me um, he was going out for a fucking pack of smokes and he never came never back. Never came back. Never came back. But, but, I, but I wanted, what I wanted to say is, you know, even though we had some trouble, you know, maybe the first second season you know keeping that cheap beer going now it's like it's kind of like doesn't stop yeah like i've got friends who who bring me beer for us to try you know rick we get people sending us beer uh we find beer on our own trips every time and matt you 
same with you. You get yeah. you get people wanting us to try beer, and you bring beer. So now it's it's almost like people are curious. Like they want us to try it. They want us to to sample it and see what it's like. And it's kind of carried on a, a life of its own, which is pretty cool and kind of speaks to that. You know, other people are on board. You know, with just what we do, which is our mission is to find the cheap stuff, try it, so you don't have to. But the good, I think the good cheap stuff, the good cheap stuff. But I also think it's about you know capturing that um, that element of that beer brings people together, and beer, especially you know, when we do our region, regional cheap beers, it also speaks to where people are from. You know. Yeah, we can talk about craft beer, and, and there's wonderful, amazing craft beer out there, and we do it from time to time. But I, but I think uh, what we do on this podcast is we kind of go to those those regional cheap beers and things like that, where it's just about people getting together and drinking beer and having a good time. We'll drink anything, and we've drank some expensive shit too. Yeah, we have, thanks to Rick. Yeah, you, you you've upscaled us a couple times here on this podcast. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to say that. That's all. I, I wanted to get emotional on Aww. you guys there on that, and uh, thank you for uh, making this thing happen. They're, they're cute at that size. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to condescend me, man? Oh, you're patronizing me. Oh, sorry, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, now that the uh, Hallmark movie portion of our podcast is over, I know. Come on, man! I'm just, you want a hug, man? You, guys you both, look like you got a teardrop. You guys there, are both man. like staring at me as I'm like, you yeah, know, you're like, like over there uh, pulling your guts. Man, I know you pouring guys are, your heart you out. You guys are looking at me like, what's what's wrong? It's, with it's this like fucking a fucking rom com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, this long and winding road <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> uh, did you get uh, what? What is Untapped? Uh, did you? I got, I got you. I got you. I got oh, you on the Untapped. You got me, boo. You got me, boo. You baby. Uh, so, obviously, it's a American lager, 4.6%. Um, those are the basics. On tap rating is a 2.72. Okay. Um, by a little over uh, 200,000 reviews oh. on Untapped. Wow. wow. 200,000. Um, over wow. 200,000 reviews on Untapped. That's a lot. Comes in with a 2.72. Okay. Well, what's. Uh, um, I got some reviews by people on Untapped yeah, as go, well. Oh, he's getting, um, he's getting fancy over here. Yeah, what I one user said, finally able to admit to myself this beer tastes like being a delinquent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but... Another untapped user said, dangerously easy to drink. Good shit, Mr. Miller. All right. And then uh, one more user said, very good and refreshing for what it is. Better than most lighter mass-produced market beers. I would agree with those latter two. You know what? That that's a great point because I yep. really I agree with that. So um, I, that's one of the ones I picked because I agree with that that one hundred percent. Well, hold your uh, hold your rating, and we're going to do our last calls on both beers together um, toward the end here. I think. Uh, Hope I can remember. Uh, one of us are going to make a trip to the bar here and get our our Coors banquet. Which I'm super excited about this one. I'm ready because uh, my high life is empty. Yeah, mine mine's uh, pretty much there. So let's grab our let's grab our Coors banquets. Let's go ahead and get them. All right, we got our our Coors banquets in front of us here, and uh, I don't. You have mine. Uh, wait, you well, started recording already? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, we never stopped. You know, it's the magic of editing. <laughs> there we go. Now we, we had to run up to the bar and. Uh, so we have a uh, looks, looks like a, is this a uh, birthday party? A birthday party or birthday party. Show? birthday party? Birthday party! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Right. Yeah, no, you're good. Oh, it's okay. Uh, this is why we're here is to capture all this chaos. Yeah, we're, we're the Good Swill Hunting Podcast, so we 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 try. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> she doesn't care, bro. <laughs> Did you like she that? doesn't care. I, I, I like thought I thought maybe they came from the Barbie movie. They're all dude. It's know. about it's about her, not you, Blaine. I was yeah. You know, she was like apologizing. I was trying to say, "You're good. You're good to go." Um, Thick, shiny disco balls. So um, the first beer I ever tried was Coors Banquet. That was my first beer I ever tried, and I tried it in Colorado, in nice. the mountains. Yeah, and and when I was a kid, my parents uh, a couple times were able to take us skiing in the Rockies, and uh, I sneaked a sip at probably uh, ten years old. I sipped a, a Coors Original. And, and I remember I had uh, yellow jacket. And I'm, you know, I, I, maybe uh, you know, not the best parenting in the world, but uh, 
you know, I, I had sipped beer, I think, probably at eight, and I thought it was the most disgusting thing ever. Nice. But I, I may have been like 12 or 13, but I remember sipping a, a banquet in Colorado and being like, oh, my God, that tastes good. <laughs> you had you had like a refined palate by that point. Yeah, it, oh, okay. that's the, uh, 13 is the age, is you know, mentally. No, we don't encourage underage drinking. But anyway, this uh, that was the first time I had this beer, and it was amazing. Who and hasn't had a sip like yeah. when they were a little kid, man? You, I mean, it happens, not, dude. I mean, sip's not gonna it happens. There's more yeah. water in this stuff. Than yeah, anything. you're but, hydrating. Uh, <laughs> you're hydrating exactly. Um, but I'm I'm so stoked we're doing Coors Banquet because we've talked about that beer. We've talked about Thirsty Beaver. We talked about High Life. We talked about doing Banquet. Oh, this was on this was it, on my list when I came here, and I'm like, what? You guys, what? It, it takes you know it takes a long time to record episodes and get to different beers, and we have a whole cache of beers we still have to try. Um, sitting in our fridges at Nordstrom, our, bir- yeah, our birthday uh, girls are we got doing some shots. Michelob Golden. Oh, they're doing shots over there. I'm yeah, like, they are. Uh, going in, fun. going in. I'm they're, waiting they're, for bad decisions to be made. I, I'm wondering, like, uh, are they starting now and they're just going to go into the night? Yeah, well, probably. I, I certainly hope so. Yeah. I mean, I start drinking at 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. You know, it's okay. cute. Uh, yeah, I know. You start at five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Eyes open, beer open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee um, with a beer chaser. Oh yes. My goodness. Yeah. Have we done any Coors products on? I thought Goodswill? we had, but I, I think guess we, we have. have not. There's something from Molson Coors we did. Well, they own just about every goddamn that's what thing. I mean, now. I, I, there's something we tried from them, and I can't remember what it is. Did you do Coors Light, a Silver Bullet? Oh God, no. no. Oh, I remember we did Keystone. Oh, no. we did Keystone. Remember? Yes. Yes, we did. That's Keystone. a Molson brand, I believe. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, well, Matt, we tasked you with looking into this beer. Okay. Well, I got um, a few fun. What, what is so special about Banquet? I've got more fun factoids than I do actual information about the brewery. I mean, I know it's untapped rating and the number of reviews, but uh, I also know that, you know, this brewery was founded in 1873. Mm. Fun fact number one they made it through prohibition by operating a porcelain plant. And making an alcohol-free Coors cereal beverage, which <laughs> I, I want to know what this Coors cereal beverage is. Yeah, what is and that? Do they it's still like have pouring the beer on your cornflakes? Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, when you say cereal, I'm thinking they just do it breakfast. without the fermentation. You know, I mean, it's just like grains. Maybe. So like a non a non-alcoholic beer with like cornflakes. That's or what corn, I, I. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I want to know if that. We're gonna recipe, have to look that up now. What, what are the, there's like a whole list of things that breweries did during prohibition near beer near beer ice cream ice cream <laughs> yeah um, um all, tons of different stuff like, yeah they, they did all sorts of things to try to get through that non-alcoholic era. beer okay so yeah. you may know that it wasn't sold east of the mississippi for until 1976 mm-hmm. and it wasn't Smoky sold in, in the bandit baby it wasn't sold in all 50 states until 1991 uh-huh. when illinois or indiana i think it was indiana finally said okay but uh, it was so popular that um, Presidents Eisenhower and Ford actually kept it stocked on Air Force One. <laughs> Could so. you imagine a, a, a fridge of these on Air Force One? Oh, my God, you man. Just, you just went in there and you're just like, what? Yep. And Eisen- I, if, Dwight, I Dwight, known that, like, I, if I would have known that, I would have run for president by now already. Yeah, it was, it was before you were old enough to vote. So you yeah. couldn't have voted for Eisenhower or Ford. <laughs> oh now you're before you're giving me hell that i was younger than you now now you're giving me now you're giving me uh you know more hell I, yeah i've got yeah to. i've got trained should have never even divulged my uh my uh, birth date so you we, can't divulge anything on this podcast um makes you a target blaine's the real baby he is the baby uh, yeah see what i tell you that's why i like to you take talk him over, you talk you make yourself a target take him over my knee and spank him once oh, in a while oh, oh man it's so starting uh, to get kind of nasty <laughs> now you, you, you guys remember Clint, e- Clint Eastwood, right? Before it was "Get off my lawn." Get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he oh. was uh, in the "Any Which Way But Loose." Oh, I love. Okay, yeah. well, in the movie "Any Which Way You Can," he did a duet with Ray Charles called "Beers to You," and it was a tribute to the Yellow Belly. Oh man! So. And Is it Yellow Belly or Yellow Jacket? I always called it Yellow Belly, but y'all call yellow, it Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket's so. really popular, too. Um, We're talking about like Midwest and West. Sure. I think Midwest is Yellow Jacket and 
West East is Yellow Belly. Yellow Belly. It's, you probably have it right. If copies. you if you watch the show Yellowstone on TV, you'll see a lot of Coors Banquet. <laughs> and well, that show Co- is like sponsored by Coors Cobra Banquet, Kai. man. Cobra yeah, Kai. Cobra Kai. They drink, they drink yeah, the Johnny milk. Lawrence's yeah, beer of choice. The medicine bottle. Yeah. Yeah, we got now, the cans. Uh, I don't yeah. think this beer was available in Canada until 2013. 2013? It was late. Jeez. So, Canada. Um, true story. Back in 1974, there was an article in Time Before Magazine. Before I was born. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Time Magazine called <laughs> The Beer That Won the West. And it was about a guy who used to fill up his refrigerated truck in Golden, Colorado and drive his beer back to... Charlotte, North Carolina. No way. So basically, a true Smokey in the Bandit story. Wow! Right, two he years. Loved bef- it that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, then he uh, he would sell it to restaurants and country clubs in the Charlotte area for a buck a can, which wow. at the time a that's, six pack. That's a, of, that's a good yeah. At the time, a six pack of Coors in Golden, Colorado, cost you about a buck and a half. Oh, wow. So, so he was making bank on that. He was that. making yeah. bank on that. It was nice. ma- worth his money to drive it to Charlotte, North Carolina. I saw that this morning, and I said, well, that's just too damn cool. Do we know what and year the beaver opened? We, we don't, I don't, but you might be able to find out. But I got one last. I'm thinking it's got to be the 70s. One last uh, tidbit here. The guy who wrote the screenplay for Smokey and the Bandit read that article in Time magazine. And created the movie? And said that'd be a good idea for a screenplay. And that's where Smokey and the Bandit was born. East Babadow, 18 wheels are rolling. That's yep. a classic, man. Yep. You, you, I always remember that scene. They open up the back of the of the truck, and it's just, you know, top to bottom Coors oh. banquet boxes. But uh, you never saw Jerry Reed filling up the reefer tank on that, so they must have delivered that beer warm. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't recall seeing a reefer unit on that truck. No, there definitely wasn't. You were getting warm banquet for okay. sure. Yeah. I mean, that's – I mean – I, I, would you would you take banquet unrefrigerated? I think yes. Brother, uh, if brother it's coming would, across the. If the I country. thought my my urine had enough BAC left in it, I would <laughs> probably be a human water fountain, beer fountain. You probably would be. Um, I found an article from 2023 that said 40 years. So that would have been eighty three. That's not right because we got a seventy five bra hanging uh, up there. They do have a. They do have. I wonder a if one of these girls is going to take their bra okay. off and leave it behind. Birthday girl, I'm looking at you. Mm. Well, there. They, did you know there's also a thirsty beaver in Cranston, Rhode Island? Oh, really? Yeah, no. it is definitely not up to the up to par with this thirsty beaver. It's definitely way too fancy looking. Oh, yeah. No thanks. Um, so they they have this. See, this thirsty beaver doesn't really even have like a, a website. I don't think they, I mean, they have a Facebook page, but that's about it. Um, so uh, what's your first sip impression on Banquet? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of going per per can, not in your life, because we've all had this. But, you know, when you crack one open and you taste this, what's your what's your what's always your go-to first sip impression of Coors Banquet? I think it's another crisp beer. It's a little maltier than the, uh, the High Life. The High Life, for yeah. sure. Which I don't mind, you know. I mean, I'm a bush ice man, and I've got a hands back here just in case I don't have enough <laughs> beer. But uh, you know, I uh, I think it's very clean, I very refreshing. Coors Light's the only beer my mother will drink. Really? Yeah. Oh, and the she buys the, bullet? Ba- the baby Sil- cans, the silver bullet. Rick, that the first when you crack the the banquet open, yeah. Uh, shot number two. Getting, they're having a shot over here. Another shot. It's their second that. one. Yeah. Bras are flying tonight. Bras are flying tonight. <laughs> They're not going to leave the beaver. Yeah. Uh, Rick, uh, when you... Get up off that beaver, girl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Thirsty beavers. Uh, <laughs> Rick, uh, uh, when you... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> when you crack open a banquet uh, and you drink it... Uh, this, is, uh, this is my... It's high life. My two go-tos are high life and Coors Banquet. Those are my two... Like, if I had to choose, like, what beer or beers I could have for the rest of my life, if all the other brew, like, it would probably be High Life and Coors Banquet. Uh, Banquet does have a little bit of a more uh, maltier flavor. Um, it has a little bit more of a flavor than the uh, yeah the, the High Life. But it's still very crispy and crushable and doesn't linger, so you can do multiples. Um, 
I also love this beer with pizza and wings. Oh, um, yeah. That'd be- for some reason, like, this beer and pizza and wings is, like, my all-time, like, give it to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, meal. So my, my wife, you know, she's very, very loyal to, like, light beers. And uh, this is the only, like, more full-body beer she'll drink uh, because it's just good. And to me, the aftertaste on this is so good. Yeah. I, I love yeah. the aftertaste on it. And I hope I can somehow like get one of these out in Colorado again because I I don't know I don't think this stuff makes it. You over need to here. go to the brewery. I'm, I'm, I actually my parents went on a tour. Did your parents taste one for you? Um, I got Coke, um, Coca Cola when were we were there. You were eight. But my parents went to Golden and took the tour uh-huh. when I was you know I don't know ten eleven twelve, and I went on the tour of the Coors Brewery. And it was, like, the coolest thing I'd ever seen as a kid. Like, I mean, we're talking, like, you know, whatever the big, uh, uh, what are they brewing in? The Vats? Yeah. The, uh, the, tanks. They, they, tons, were, they were the size tanks, of, like. Mash tons. A, mash tons. They were, like, the size of a small. Lauder, lauder ton. They were the size of, like, a small swimming pool. Like, they were the most massive things. That's where they brew it, and then and it's the, put in the bright tanks, too. Yeah. To, you know, For get me. its carbonation yeah. and all that stuff like yeah. that. And, to and lager it and all that. And they had this little they had this little tap room in there. And this is back in the day, like before, you know, all these breweries and everything. They had this awesome little tap room in there. And they gave, you know, Coca-Cola to the kids. And the parents got to try it. And I remember my parents just had, were grinning ear to ear. And I'm just like, and I, as a kid, I was like, oh, this must be kind of cool. But now I'm just like. Holy crap! I wish I could have like been. I want to go there, and I, and I don't know what it's like today. I'm sure. I'm sure what we get here is brewed at one of their regional brew houses. I'm sure this yeah. stuff is not coming from Colorado. Well, I, I, the next time I want to get out there, but I'm sure a crisp cold one from Colorado hits uh, a lot different than this. Well, that's the thing too. Like I that time I sipped it, it's like coming from the brewery, and you know, not only is refrigeration in those distances cheaper, but you know, we're talking winter I was when I had it. Yeah. And Colorado. So you know it's always cold. It's, it's been cold yeah. from every step. I mean, I could just imagine just sipping it, this and looking over this, the Colorado Mount, like I, the Rockies. I mean, it's just. I, was, I remember we were staying in these, like, prob- what would be today's standards, Airbnbs, which my parents, like, looked up to. Like these, bungalows or whatever. Yeah, there's these little condos, like, near uh, um, Breckenridge and all those. And I remember walking in the snow and, and taking a sip of these, and I was florida boy freezing my ass off and and i remember it had this like really bready like really tasty bread yeah and it does <laughs> like you do get a good malt like flavor that, from that, this that was the aftertaste yeah um all right so we're gonna do a little reflection on our miller high life and uh and our coors and uh let's roll our last call closing time Let's weigh in on this cheap swill and rate it for the world. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your cheap ass beer. This shiny shirt girl on the end of the bar. What's her name? Happy birthday, Megan. Hey, Megan. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Megan. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Megan. It's your 40th birthday? I turn 40 next year. So I, I feel you on that. Look, another person younger than you, Matt. Shut the hell up. Huh? No, I turn 40 next year. July 4th, yeah. Yeah, July Fourth is my birthday. July Third, hey, here you go. We're talking to the guests here at Thirsty Beaver. So we're the Good Swill Hunting Podcast, and we're broadcasting right now. And we'll post on Wednesday our 100th episode. And we have people, and you'll on, be on and, it, and you will be on it you'll now. You'll be on it, yeah. Uh, so, you will so, be on it now. Real quick, uh, have a seat here. You said, "What was your name?" I'm Megan. Megan, nice to meet you. Um, Me- I'm Megan's adorable. Yes, and birthday girl. Um, turning 40. You look great at 40. Right. Um, we have listeners in Alaska and Australia and stuff like that. 
and so so they'll get to hear you. But um, real quick, because we're a beer podcast, what's your favorite beer? Oh, I really love a really good hazy IPA. Oh, yeah. okay. Craft beer. It's yummy. Ah! Oh, you so suckers. I will say this. I love a good Miller Lite as well, or something like that. It's refreshing. It's easy. I don't think there's like there's so many good beers depending on the situation. When it's hot as hell, I do not want a fancy craft beer. I want like a really good light. I agree beer with that. I agree with that. that definitely just feels like really yummy and refreshing. I definitely drink more craft than cheap stuff. But uh, yeah, I was actually pretty surprised that she said that. So like I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh I, uh, nice. Uh, Rick, Rick, nice. Is, Rick is uh, nice. He picked the he, only person in a like dive bar term, that likes he's craft an beer. Influencer on Instagram. And and uh, and uh, he not he, not that big, not that big. He is that big. Huh? Well, he's a bikini. Yeah, bikini, bikini model. He's a bikini yeah. model. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, um, mankinis. Why did you come to the Thirsty Beaver to celebrate your fortieth? There's nowhere better in Charlotte than the Thirsty Beaver. That's right. That's I mean, right. It is as Charlotte as you get. It is always fun. It's always welcoming. It's just the best. And like, it's just an institution in Charlotte. Because it's been here forever, and it hasn't changed. It hasn't gotten sort of, like, uppity and fancy like so much of Hipster-ish. Charlotte has. Hipster-ish. Hipster-ish. Uh, it's just, like, phenomenal. And there are so many Velvet Elvi. <laughs> if you want to properly say Elvis in plural. So, I mean, and the owners are really lovely. I will say that. Also, if you aren't going to and uh, Matt, you should right? probably go to their other place. Um, we mentioned the the burrow. Yeah, Tipsy yeah. Burrow is the best. Rat, the food is rat's phenomenal. nest. There are weird old shows going. Yeah. Probably, Everybody's yeah. over there. I mean. Well, so they yeah. they were. As a lady, what do you think of the bras hanging up in his place? I don't really think anything about them. I'm not going to contribute. Oh, but come I'm on. I'm not offended by them. <laughs> I told you. The, the night is still young. I told you. I won that bet. I won that bet. If anything, I would like to borrow a Velvet Elvis. My husband and I have been in conversation about uh, a Velvet Elvis is an Elvis that is on a portrait of Velvet. It's yes. It's not super complicated. Yeah, like Burial, Burial has a, a Tom Selleck Velvet yeah. And every year they have a Art Christmas form. party called the Velvet Magnum because they have the velvet picture of Magnum P.I. Uh, yeah. I will say the other, the other place has so many Velvet Elvi. Um, and I, I love that she calls them Elvi. I mean, Elvis, plural is Elvi, right? The flying or, Elvi? Or Elvises. <laughs> so to be fair, I'm from near Memphis, and so I, oh. I know my... My Elvis. Your Elvis. My Elvis knowledge. Yeah, we have to take it from her. Yeah. She's local. She is yeah. local. Yeah. So, also part of the reason I love this place because I love anywhere that's Elvis. Pro Elvis. Megan, I, you've got all your friends here, and um, I'm sure you have to entertain them. But um, no, they should be entertaining her. It's her birthday. You know that's true. That's like, true. Like she shouldn't have to entertain anybody. But. Oh, oh, so there you go. Okay, but uh, we've been talking about Thirsty Beaver, and I think part of it is like kind of talking to random people and having fun. So um, I want to wish you happy birthday, and thank you so much for coming on our podcast for like you know three minutes. But um, I think you kind of helped us capture why the Thirsty Beaver is what it is. Um, the Thirsty Beaver is just like probably one of the most special places you can check out in Charlotte. It's gonna be unlike anything else that you're gonna have here. And it's not, it's not perfected or kind of made pretty, which is so much of Charlotte now. It's going to be this, like, gritty, genuine... Dive bar. ...lovely bar that you're going to see. You're going to have... Yeah, it's lovely. There is a penis in the background of a NASCAR photo if you really want to get after it. Um, what? And it's just, like, there's nothing else like it. And Mick Jagger was here yes <laughs> yeah everybody comes here you can't miss it it's the best thing and you have a bird song shirt on and i love bird song yeah. but that i will say about bird song they have the most affordable craft beer in charlotte like it's still you can go get a craft beer for like four or five six dollars 
which is not yeah which is like a ridiculous thing and megan just got a shot she's got I do two have shots shot now. i have dose dose shots for four well cheers to megan cheers y'all cheers thank you megan super cool awesome. super cool yes 40 looks good on you megan <laughs> well, that was super cool. And that was I, so much fun. And uh, this is uh, this just exactly what the Thirsty Beaver is about, right? Uh, you can talk to strangers. She just came up and got on our podcast. Shut up, Rick. Like, that Shut was up awesome. Rick Springfield. Yeah, I will talk to strangers. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, she she very eloquently said what we. <laughs> Well, we kind of had trouble saying it at the beginning right. of the Right. The beaver is just the best place in town. It really is. And, and the fact that just like every walk of life comes in here and feels that is just super cool. And I, and it's I'm, a very welcoming vibe. Yeah. And I, the fact that a physical place has that is cool. And I, and I think um, the fact that we're able to record here for our 100th makes just it's just incredible. And uh, thank you for uh, joining us it, it was on Megan's, this ride. It was Megan's 40th and our 100th. There you go. That's how go. old I feel <laughs> with you babies. Um, and, and, and before that, we were about to rate uh, Cora's yeah. banquet. I feel um, like we need to roll the uh, yeah, last sip impression music yeah, again. Let's go ahead and do our, our uh, yeah. And we'll actually do it this time. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not going to roll it again. But I think uh, I, I'm a solid four on Cora's banquet. I'm a four. We do a banquet long. first? Yeah. Our, okay. A four on banquet. Okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with Blaine on that one because, yeah, it's a solid beer. I'll drink this again anytime. I don't even care if it's a year old. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's good aged. Maybe. Uh, uh, Coors Banquet for me is a three and a half. Okay. Oh. Yeah. I'll, I respect that. I respect that. I'm a little offended, but I'm, I also respect it. So, but you I'm, know, I'm, I'm interested to see what he puts High Life at. I'm though. definitely putting three seven five. Oh. This might be one of the few beers where I actually put sentimental value on it. There's not many beers I put sentimental value on, and this is one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Because of that that little sip you got when you were a youngster. Yeah, it's an uh, extra point five for me. Yeah, out in Colorado. <laughs> all right, Miller High Life. 375. I'm probably a three a three five on that one. Oh, see. Um, it's good, though. I mean, it's really good. And maybe I'm high, but I'll give it a four, too, because I like not a four point two, but a four as well as I did the course <laughs> banquet. Because I like it. It was clean. It was crisp. It was refreshing. And kind of like the beer that we're going to do next week that I brought a mule back from Texas. It's hard to find outside of the state of Texas. And it's hard to find outside of Shiner, Texas. It's not Shiner Bach beer, which is sold all over the world. But every drop of Shiner beer is brewed in Shiner, Texas. And I'll explain why. And the... Yeah. Uh, the beer I brought back is called Shiner Premium. It's their, Dude, I'm it's so their excited. light lager. It is amazing. I'm so excited. I will tell you that when I was at the brewery and I So had it's Spotzel. Spetzel, yeah. Spetzel, whatever, Spetzel, yeah. Spotzel. And this is a beer. This is that their hyper local beer that they don't distribute at all. This is the beer they made before they made the Bach. Yeah, yeah. And it's a stand up light lager. I'm so excited. I mean, it could be 105 degrees. I don't think out. we see this. We don't see that beer. It doesn't get Not distributed really, outside no. of Texas. No, because right now, Shinerbach is sucking all of the artisanal water out of the brewery. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. but I, I got a lot of good info when I was down there on my brewery tour. I got a lot of really cool swag. Dude, your pictures are great, which you can see on our Instagram at uh, Goodswell Podcast. It was so much fun. Even my mom had a beer. Dude, that's awesome, man. And, dude, I was, when I saw your pictures, I was. Happy you were doing it, but I wish I was there with you. Oh, wait till you see my uh, beer cooler that they they didn't give me. You know, you pay for your tour. Yeah, you yeah. can do the twenty dollar level and get the little vinyl bag, or you can do the fifty dollar level and get this insulated cooler, which Ooh, looks more well, like a designer done, purse. I would have done the fifty dollar level all I, day. I did a fifty and a twenty, one for my mom and one okay. for me. So, okay. and then I made mom pay for it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you got to let mommy treat you when when you can, I guess. Right? I filled yeah. her tank twice with gas. Oh, that oh. cost me 60 fucking dollars. Oh, yeah, you're even. You're even all day long. Um, we have lots of great beer lined up. Uh, we've got we've got the uh, the Shiner Special, a premium. Yep. Um, we've got Michelob 
Golden, um, which is a special regional beer out of the Great Lakes region. Northeast. We got Northeast, and then we've got uh, this other craft <laughs> beer that was brought to us as well. And then, Rick, there's people shipping us things and things like that. For real? Yeah. Um, and then we also got um, a really cool email from a listener on our Valentine uh, episode. Very, very, very nice email. So we'll be talking about that yeah. on the next episode. Um, we just had so much to cover on this 100th. Um, and we just had to soak up uh, our time here at the Thirsty Beaver as much as possible. I mean, how cool is it? We got the birthday girl on on here. Hopefully, uh, they uh, give us a listen as well. But uh, but yeah, man, what what a special 100th episode, uh, indeed. And and how many times we've talked about this place. Um, I mean, this place is so much bigger than us um, because of the people who have made this place special. And it's a, it's a, it's an honor to be here. And, and if you're in town and you have the chance, you gotta stop by here. Come check it out. Yeah, and yeah. Absolutely. Come down, have a PBR, have a high life, have a banquet, have a ham, and then go across the street to Moon Brew, get yourself a bite to eat. Yep, good yeah. stand up joint over exactly. there. Exactly. And and that's the thing. Like when you come to Charlotte, you know we we people like to blow up what is in Charlotte, what we have here. You know, um, we're close to the mountains, you know, and everything. But I think. These kind of environments are really what Charlotte is about, you know. This is um, what Charlotte is really about, what it was about yeah. before all the development and the hip places yeah. and the music, social media. Music, and, fellowship, yeah. um, having a few beers with friends and and really just Being part of, of the neighborhood. Being part of the neighborhood and everything yeah. like that. And, you know, the Thirsty Beaver is the, is the vibe that has <laughs> kind of oddly attracted the corporate um, development here. Um, but the problem is the corporate development comes in and removes all the special things here. Uh, but this is something that has remained and we hope it does for many years. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, with that... Cheers to 100. Cheers to 100. And we will see you guys next week. Thank I, you so much. I don't much. feel a day over 99 and a half. I do not either. That's right. Or 39 and a half for Megan. Yeah. Yes. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us.